This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you like to get off your chest right now? Are you feeling lonely, unappreciated, or misunderstood? When you keep these feelings bottled up, they can affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and work through whatever is weighing you down. It's a great way to increase your self-awareness, change negative thought patterns, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Be Here Now today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Be Here Now. Welcome to the Krishnadas Pilgrim Heart Hour. In this podcast, Krishnadas shares his warm-hearted and down-to-earth path to the divine. If you are interested in supporting Krishnadas's podcast, please go to beherenownetwork.com/kd. I think I forgot how to play. Mami Shamishan Yervana Rupam Vibhambhyapakam Brahmaveda Swarupam Nijam Nirgunam Nirvikalpam Niriham Chitakashamakashavasam Vajeham Nirakaramukara Mulam Tulyam Hiranyana Gotita Nisham Girisham Karalam Akala Kalam Kripalam Gunagara Samsara Param 
Ra 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 
Shambo, Kashi Vishwanathagange. Shambo, Kashi Vishwanathagange. Questions. What advice would you give someone who had their first glimpse of the mountaintop? Would you suggest that they wait to meditate again for a while? I don't understand that question at all. If I had a glimpse of the mountaintop, I'd be running my ass up that mountain to live there bringing whatever I needed to live up on top of the mountain. I don't know what you're talking about. Why would, why would you wait? Why would you wait to meditate again when meditation and chanting and practice is what's going to allow you to live on the mountaintop, so to speak? So I don't know what you mean there. Sorry. Do I have suggestions as to how to really let go of stress from COVID? Numerous deaths and other pandemic stressors that one normally doesn't encounter Spiritual practice and stress reductions activities don't seem to help as much as one would like. It's called practice. This is not, you know, you can, there's no button to push to make the stress go away. We have to develop a way of living with it, acknowledging it, dealing with it, without being destroyed by it. And that can only come through the deep, the deep intuitions that come as we do practice over time. There's no quick, uh, there's no button to push to make it all go away. There absolutely is no button. Uh, <clears throat> Spiritual practice and stress reduction activities don't seem to help as much. Well, of course they don't help as much as one would like. They're not buttons you push to make things go away. They're practices and lifestyles and, and ways of living that you have to learn how to do. And it's very difficult when, when times are so extreme as they are right now. But on the other hand, when the times weren't extreme, we would just we would just live in like we weren't paying attention. So this time has forced us to pay attention. 
And now we see how incapable we are in many times, many, many aspects of getting through the day without uh, banging our head against walls. So of course, of course they don't work as much as one would like right away, but it's a way, it's a sense that you have to commit to developing a new way of living. We can't keep doing the same old shit and expect life to change. We can't follow every emotion. We can't allow ourselves to get swallowed up by every negative story that we read in the papers if we're going to try to live in the world in a good way and be of use to other people as well. So I saw the Dalai Lama cry once. He was giving a, a teaching to thousands of people and the teaching was all about how to transform oneself and, you know, just find, a, you know, open one's heart and be, develop compassion and kindness and live in the world in a good way. And he would, it, all week long, and then somebody raised hands and said, what's the fastest way to do this? And he cried. He burst out crying. He had just spent a whole week telling everybody what they should, what they could do if they wanted to get it together. And then some guy wants, well, what's the fastest way, the easiest way? You know, that's what we're like. We want the easiest way of everything. And some things just are not easy, period. No matter what we do, they're not easy. But they take effort, commitment, sincerity, honesty and energy. Someone wants me to explain how reincarnation works. How would I know? I mean, I've read a couple of books. I'm not, as far as I know, I haven't died yet this life. So I can't tell you how it works. I really can't tell you. There's no sense in me talking about it. Only to say that Maharaji, who never talked about these things, once implied that there is rebirth. He, actually, he didn't imply. He said, there is rebirth. We were talking about a former girlfriend of mine who killed herself while I was in India. And I asked him to bless her so she'd have a good birth next time. And he said, yes, she'll have a good birth. So just in that short little sentence, he acknowledged that there is rebirth, or what we call reincarnation, rebirth. And on the other hand, we don't really know what that means. For instance, one time I was having a conversation with Mr. Tuari, my Indian father, and he, he said that I needed to develop something or other, and I said, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll have to get it together next life. I'll fuck this life up. And he says, my boy, there's only one life. The soul, so to speak, takes on different suits of clothes, wears different things. And then those clothes wear out and it gets another set of clothes. But the mechanics of that and what that means 
what our experience will be at that point, I have no idea. But there are good books about that. Um, Tulku Tandup, T-H-O-N-D-U-P, wrote some wonderful books about reincarnation, like a Peaceful Life. Uh, there's a new one. Peaceful Life and Good Death, something like that. Tukul Tandup, T-H-O-N-D-U-P. Beautiful, beautiful Rinpoche. <clears throat> and of course, there are many other books about those things. If a both metaphysical and physical reality exist, should one, should one will both of these concentrations into will both of these concentrations into harmony in the presence? Um, you can't. Your will cannot do that. Our personal will cannot rearrange the universe. Our personal will might be able to sit our asses down and calm our minds down a little bit and save us from a lot of these conundrums that seem to be in one's head. That would be nice. Why is it sometimes difficult to be authentic and kind? Because we're selfish bastards. We only care about ourselves and how things relate to us. Do I have enough? Am I getting enough? Are they getting too much? They're taking my share. I got to get that. I need more of this. They have it. I'm going to take it. Who, are, who am I in relationship to them? And what, how do they see me? This is how we go through life. Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. All the time. It all self-referential. Small s self-referential. That's why it's hard. How do you overcome that? Very difficult. Not many people do. But we need to find a way to do some sincere practice because it's only that the practice and the intuitions that arise from practice that can liberate us from that, those delusions that we have about ourselves. Someone wants to know an easy mantra to say when one needs to feel humility quickly. Well, there is no easy mantra to say that's going to... Mantras are not like buttons you push. You have to practice regularly. We have to, we have to commit ourselves to becoming good human beings. We can't bounce through life like ping pong balls and then expect to find peace. We have to work on this. Every day, we have to do some practice.
So yeah, um, quickly is out of the question, okay? You have to have patience. If you develop patience, then everything will be quick because you won't be in a hurry and you'll be calm. So patience is a quality that's very useful. Patience with ourselves and with others. There's no shortcut. Every shortcut, while it might seem it's getting you in the right direction, is a dead end, ultimately. One has to transform oneself through personal effort. And yet, the, the irony is that our efforts can only go so far. We can only cup our hands. We can't make it rain. Luckily, it's raining all the time. So all we have to do is cup our hands and they will fill with water. But we forget. We don't, we, we put our hands like this. We forget what cupping our hands means. And so we go through life every day not paying attention and wishing things were different. Wishing and hoping and blah, blah, blah. That's a song by Dusty Springfield, a great song. Is not going to get it done. You have to do some practice. So get over it and sit your ass down and do something. Someone's asking about in the Valmiki Ramayana, which is the first writing down of the story of Rama, Lakshman, Sita, Hanuman, etc. When Hanuman is not able to find Sita in Lanka, he suffers from extremely dark thoughts. Was he at peace then? And if he can suffer that way, what hope do we have? <laughs> well, remember someone's telling the story. Valmiki is telling the story. Why he tells the story in the way he does it's not up, it's above, that's above our pay grade. My understanding is this, and it comes from a story that I heard from Dara about Maharaji, who is Hanuman incarnate. They were in Chitrakut, and in Chitrakut there's a big hill called Hanuman Dara. It's a mountain, and there's these these concrete steps that go up the mountain. There's hundreds of steps, and they're big steps. So up at the top of the mountain, there's a place called Sita Rasoi, which is Sita's kitchen. And supposedly, Sita Ram and Lakshman lived there, and this was a place where... And, and there, uh, at the top of this mountain, there's a spring coming out. I believe Lakshman shot an arrow or Ram shot an arrow and brought that water out. I'm not sure about that. So it's said that, so Maharaji went there and Dada was with him. There must have been some other devotees around. And he sat down there by the stream. And he said to Dada, he said, Dada, after Hanuman burnt Lanka, 
he came here to cool off, to, to, to peace, to, 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 to calm down and to cool off by the, in this water. And then Maharaji said something, and it, it, he said it partially under his breath, as if he was more like just talking to himself. He said, but Hanumanji was always at peace. So, remember this is a story being told by somebody. But it's not, this somebody doesn't necessarily know the inner experience of the beings he's telling the story of. Not necessarily. Uh, And from from what I understand about Hanuman, and this is the key to Hanuman, that regardless of what he was doing, he was always at one with Rama, at one with God, merged in Ram. So even if he seemed to be wrathful and angry and killing the demons, even then he was still at peace. So I wouldn't worry about it if I were you. We have plenty of hope. I tried to be good to my mother, but she has some flaws that make it hard to be around her. How do I do right? Love means letting somebody be who they are. We can't change people. And our parents, uh, we don't know what made them the way they are. We know them only as our parents. We don't see what life was like when they grew up. We don't see what they went through. They don't, we don't see their hearts being broken. We don't understand what brought them to this moment. All we know is that they're our parents, and uh, most of the time they just piss us off. So we have to develop a little compassion. Uh, and just like anybody else, you, if you, real love means letting somebody be who they are. And if you really love someone, you don't need to change them in order to love them. If they change, that's good, maybe. But they'll change on their own time. And they're certainly not going to change if we start pointing out all their faults from our own self-righteous point of view. So just widen your heart and see that that's your judgmental mind and your judgmental mind is not her problem it's your problem so you need more love you need more compassion you need more kindness so you have to find that and of course with parents it's not so easy because we blame them for everything Does silence play a role on the spiritual path? Well, you know, it depends what you call silence. Just keeping your mouth shut doesn't mean your mind is going to be quiet. So that's not going to be necessarily very helpful. 
the real silence, as Ramana Maharshi said, is to abide in the self, in the one. And then there's no thought. Or even if there is thought, you're not thinking it. It's a whole different state of consciousness. But as sadhana, as spiritual practice, sometimes not speaking for a day or two or a month, if it's convenient, can show you a lot of stuff about yourself. And that can be very useful. But just to keep your mouth shut, that's, there's no big deal there. But on the other hand, any hard practice like no sugar or no this or less sleep or more meditation, you know, anything that's hard for you to do that you need to use your effort to accomplish, if it's a, a spiritual endeavor, that can develop will. And we need will. We need willpower. Because it, that's what directs us, our energy. If, we, if our will is crippled, our energy has no... We don't know how to use our energy. There's just energy. And it's all over the place. There's no direction to it. Why is this world rigged so, so it's so much easier to get what you don't want and at the same time, extremely difficult to get what you do want. <laughs> and when you finally do, it's twisted to defeat the point of it. <clears throat> Which world do you live in? Anyway, um, The world isn't rigged. The world is actually neutral. It's our karmas that shape it and color it. And our emotional... Uh, damage that projects itself out onto things and dictates to us what we what we need what we want and how to get it and how not to get it so it's just our own stuff we're seeing in the outside world so stop looking at the world and thinking it's rigged look at your own stuff look into your own heart your own mind your own being your own emotions, and see what's in there. And then find a way to work with those, whether it's therapy, counseling, whatever you need to do to iron out and untie some of those knots that are making it hard for you to be happy and find happiness. The world... There isn't just one thing. Each one of us lives in pretty much a different world. We agree on a certain bandwidth so we can share language and we see, most of us see pretty much the same colors. But there are beings who see more colors, so to speak. So they see things in the sky, they see other types of beings. But we're in a particular bandwidth and in that bandwidth, we are projecting our minds are projecting and then we react to what we see and we don't like it so one needs to work on oneself it's all coming from here the good and the bad the good and the painful all come from within us
Is meditation a place where thought ceases? ceases? No, not necessarily. Thoughts don't necessarily cease. Eventually, maybe there won't be any uh, what we call thinking. But that doesn't mean that thoughts won't be still floating through consciousness. We won't be thinking them. Meditation is so many things, but on one hand, meditation is trying to let ourselves calm down, relax, relax the body, relax the breath, release the tension, release the anxiety, just become more at ease. And then you add an object of concentration. You either watch your breath or you can repeat some mantra. Uh, You can chant out loud or not. You try to pay attention and you begin to notice how hard that is, how our minds are all over the place and we can't control them. So little by little, you add this object of concentration And when you notice you're not paying attention to the very thing you chose to pay attention to, you simply come back again and again. And that will slow you down as time goes on. And uh, gradually, but inevitably, the thoughts and emotions that enter into our awareness lose a bit the ability to, to hook us and to carry us away. It's very, it's not the right, it's not right effort to try to stop thought. You really can't do that. I mean, it can be done, but it doesn't, it, that's not going to bring what we really want. It might be possible to use our will to actually crunch down thought so that it doesn't arise. But the minute we relax, it arises again because we haven't cut the root of what creates the thoughts in the first place. So it's better to just add a practice to your life. Do it every day. Don't do it too long because then you get a big, you have a big reaction. Either you get a big ego, how great, look, I'm doing all this practice. Or you say, I can't do shit, it doesn't matter how much I do. One of the other things is going to happen or something in between. So just do a little bit every day. Get used to the feeling. I know this seems like bullshit and like kindergarten stuff, but hey, this is kindergarten. I hate to tell you. And we're all in it. So let's recognize how much work we really need to do and how little we really control our own lives. We can't go through the day without flipping out about something. It's very difficult. So let's recognize that and do what's necessary to calm our asses down. Again and again and again and again. There's no magic bullet. But the magic bullet is actually having the understanding that this this is what we, we need to do.
How do you deal with or, or overcome the feelings of wanting to throw yourself in the river? Well, um, the feeling might be there to throw myself in the river. I might, the feeling might arise. But I've been told by Maharaji that even if I do jump in the river, I'm not going to accomplish what I want to accomplish. So there's no sense doing it. He said, you can't die. You're going to jump in the river? What are you going to do? Jump in the river? You can't die. You want to die? You have to die the real death, which is the death of the separate, the belief in a separate self. He said, only Jesus died the real death. Why? Because he never thought of himself. He gave his life for his people. There was no... Jesus didn't have any thought about protecting himself. He, he just offered himself to his people. And what, whatever happened, happened. He didn't care. Because he knew he couldn't die. He had already died the real death. And he was alive in God, fully alive. So, even though thoughts sometimes arise about jumping in the river... Once you know it ain't going to work, you just say, all right, let me figure something else out. But nothing will work. We cannot kill ourselves. Beings, like Bob Thurman says, being, there are no dead beings. Bodies come and go for various reasons and in various ways, according to their own timeline. That's what they say. I don't know that for sure, but that's what they say. They say the time of your death is written when you're born. How you get there may not be written, but you get there just at the right time. So, yeah, so thoughts, thoughts of killing myself and thoughts of trying to be away from suffering and how to do it, they may arise, but there's nothing. I, you have to go through it. There's no escape. And the sad thing is people think they can kill themselves and get away from suffering, and that doesn't work. But they don't understand that. And in fact, when he, he said, once you understand that the body is temporary, you don't even think of throwing it away. It's already temporary. But we are so identified with our bodies and our emotions. And we think it's forever. This is me, and I'm forever. Through doing practice and getting more and more involved with the spiritual path, understandings arise from inside about these things. Like, things just happen. Like, I, 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 I saw a prayer today that I've seen hundreds of times before. And today I, I read it and I went, oh, Oh my, that's what that is. That's what that means. I had read that line hundreds of times. And now, today, out of the blue, all of a sudden, oh, now I, I'm right. That came from inside, not from outside. It came from a culmination of all kinds of things. So th those understandings will come from inside about life, about yourself. But we have to pay attention. 
we have to do some practice. We have to plant the seeds. You don't plant the seeds, nothing's going to grow except weeds. And there's already plenty of weeds. Here we go. I don't like some of my thoughts lately. They are past experiences that were awkward. Humiliating, maybe. You, you were humiliated and, and something. I explore them, but I wish the past was different. Now, how is that going to be? The past happened. You can't go back and change it. But I try to let it go, but it comes back. So, so what do I do? You keep letting go. That's all. You keep letting go, you keep noticing, and then you, why am I doing this to myself? Why are these thoughts haunting me? Why, do, why are they coming back to me? Why do they still hurt? They still hurt because you identify, you, you think you're the same person who that happened to. Whatever it was awkward or humiliating or hurtful, you still feel it right now. You have to let go. You have to let go. Letting go doesn't mean pushing away. It doesn't mean denying. It actually means allowing it to be. And you let go of your reaction. You're trying to push it away. You let that go. And you, 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 you allow yourself to feel that humiliation, that awkwardness. You sit with it. Wow. Boy, I was so stupid. And then you think, well, I, it's just... That was then, you know, why am I, why do I still feel stupid? I wonder why. It, you, you start to see what's working every day. It, you, they come back because they didn't go anywhere. They're, they're, they're lodged in our subtle body, in our prana, prana body, in our channels, in the subtle body, the emotional body, you could say, or the energetic body within us. So practice can take out, can release a lot of that, that negativity, that, those bruises in our sympathetic neuron system, our, our subtle bodies. Practice can actually do that, but you have to do the practice with sincerity and honesty and openness and intention and energy and commitment. And then those practices can work and they can give you some space in there so that you don't keep reliving the same knee-jerk reaction again and again. When it arises, the quality of your feeling might be a little different over time. So yes, practice can do that and also paying attention to it. Therapy, counseling, all the things that we can do, all the tools that are available to us, we have to use. Because when you're drowning, you use whatever you can to plug up the boat. You don't say, I'm not going to use that. I don't like that. It, you use it. If it's there, you use it to try to plug up the boat so you don't drown. So we're drowning in our shit all day long, all life long. We need to use what's available to, to help ourselves. All right. 
If the soul moves on after the body dies, what happens to the mind when the body dies? Is it connected to the physical body? You know, these are deep questions. It's easy to give a quick little answer, but the, we don't even know. You're asking me about if the soul moves on. Do I really know what the soul is? Then you're saying, what happens to the mind? What is the mind? How are you defining mind at that point? Are you defining it as what type of consciousness are you talking about in the mind? There's many different types of consciousness. So the short answer is there's some continuum that goes on. What it is, how it works, we don't know. Some people do know, but I don't know. And the, the, the results of our own actions in this life and all the seeds we have planted, positive, negative, and neutral, loving, hateful, disassociated, all those seeds are in that continuum and they will create another body for for whatever that continuum is until such time as there are no more seeds planted no more reason to have a body a physical body but that's not necessarily the goal because we don't understand even what these things mean. Let us just try to become more loving individuals, kinder to ourselves and to others. Really, it's very simple. Let us try to treat other beings, other people, the way we want to be treated. And just forget all this other stuff. Just do that. And then you see that you can't and how hard that is. So then you look for the remedies to help you become that person who can do that. And one of those remedies is chanting. And that's what we're gonna do now. questions was what's a mantra to Maharaji and this is that don't you love it when you put a recaller in your mouth that's been sitting around for a a month and there's a hair on it. (laughs) 
Shri Ram, 
संकट करते मिटे सब पीरा सुमेरे हनुमत बड़वीर जे 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 हनुमान गोसाई कृपा करो गुरुदेव की जो सत बार पाठ कर खोए छूत ही बनी महासुख हो हनुमान चलिस सिद्धि साखी गणेस तुलसीदास सदा हरि चेर की जे नाथ दयामा वन तनय संकट मंगल मूर्ति रूप सियाराम लखन सीता सहित हृदय बसव सुरभूप सावर राम छंद पद जय शरण मंगल मूर्ति आर्तनंद सकल अमंगल मूल निकंद मंगल मूर्ति मार्तनंद सकल मंगल राम जय राम जय जय राम श्री राम जय राम जय जय राम श्री राम जय राम जय जय राम श्री राम जय राम जय जय राम राम जय राम जय जय राम राम जय राम जय जय राम श्री राम जय राम जय जय राम राम जय राम जय जय राम श्री 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 राम जय राम जय जय राम सीताराम 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 श्री राम जय राम जय जय राम श्री राम जय राम जय जय If we know anything about a path at all, if we know that we might be able to find a way to live in this world in a good way, with an open heart, without fear, it's only because of the great beings that have gone before us. Out of their love, out of their kindness, they left some footprints for us to follow. So in the same way that they wish for us, in the same way that they wish for us, we wish that all beings everywhere, all of us be safe, be happy, that all of us have good health and enough to eat. And may we all live in peace and at ease of heart, at ease of heart, with whatever comes to us in life.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you like to get off your chest right now? Are you feeling lonely, unappreciated, or misunderstood? When you keep these feelings bottled up, they can affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and work through whatever is weighing you down. It's a great way to increase your self-awareness, change negative thought patterns, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Be Here Now today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Be Here Now.